Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am essential, and I pledge fidelity to the destruction of my former self. I am not my corporately mandated persona. I am not my material possessions. I am not reliant on authority to tell me what is right and what is wrong. I will not let my value be based on comments, likes, or followers. I will not seek affirmation from toxic groupthink. I will not filter my authenticity of self. I am essential. And I will speak my truth through words and actions. I will wear betrayal as a wound of battle. I will pursue vengeance with a primitive and relentless force. I vow to find freedom. I vow to find purpose. I vow to create something that will last. I am essential, and I control my narrative. Free EC3. You have been warned. Hey guys, apologies for the interference that we've been having today uh, in recent weeks. I believe our audio is fixed now, so I want to apologize. I saved everybody's super chats. Don't worry about that. Uh, let me know in the live chat that you can hear me okay. Let me know that you can hear Warren okay. Uh, and if you're if you're gonna say low audio, yada yada, hit the bricks. I don't need to deal with that as long as you can hear our audio. You're all right. Uh, Warren, can, can you say hi to the people? Um, yes. Hello, individuals who enjoy professional wrestling. Welcome to the SmackDown Post Show here on Fightful. Yeah, yeah I'm you're, Mr. You're, Warren you're Hayes. You're good. Hey, uh, by the way, guys, we did a retro review on, <laughs> on Fightful Select, which did not feature Jerry Flynn. You all got to miss that. Uh, Warren misspoke, and we had a great wild <laughs> line. back. There was yeah. no reason to bring it back. You're just spiting me at this it, point. It just hurts my feelings because that was a great moment in Fightful history where you were talking about the feud between Rob Van Dam and Jerry Flynn, and I said, I wish. I wish because that would be a different kind of retro review than the one that drops this weekend, RVD versus Jerry Lynn, FightfulSelect.com, that ends our ECW month. Um, 
I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but we had a lot of cool stuff from ECW this month. Blue Meanie, Just Incredible, Johnny Swinger, Mikey Whipwreck, and we wrapped it all up on Friday. The Van Terminator making a finisher. Rob Van Dam explains how he developed his finisher. And it has been a banner week for FightfulSelect.com. I want to thank you guys so much for subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. It's been one of our biggest weeks yet. And in this day and age, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. We're working around the clock on that, and we have even more cool things coming. So uh, make sure you guys check that out this weekend. Retro Review, myself and Warren Hayes, it is in our modified format. Uh, in June, I had done a retro review with James O'Rourke, who cashed in one of his uh, Fightful Select perks. So that will be in the old format, but we're still going to keep putting uh, the new format out there where we talk about the feuds in totality, the wrestlers and their careers. You guys are really digging that, so big thank you. There's your Fightful Select uh, plug for the day. Uh, we've got SmackDown to talk about. This is May 29th, and I thought a pretty slammed SmackDown, Warren. Yeah, overall it was uh, look there was, was there was newsworthy. There, there was a lot of stuff going on, but yeah. uh, but it, it was it was a good show. Just like I thought last week last week's SmackDown was pretty good as well. Uh, been in an uptick over the past couple of week, weeks. I've been enjoying it. It feels like WWE is getting a a groove, a feel for the PC era. I'm I'm down with it. I enjoyed this evening. Agreed. Yeah, outside of the unnatural, weird, let's place audience members defined feet away from each other although i will say they took the focus off of that significantly this time you didn't just necessarily see people standing six seven feet away and it looked weird uh, i thought that they did much better with that tonight than they have recently but there there's a lot i liked about this show obviously a guy that people from fightful are are very familiar with popping up on the on the show tonight that made me very happy We've got more. I've got so much on that that I'm working to just tie up and should be on (laughs) Fightful Select next week. But based on what I understand, there were like 10 people impacted by Matt Riddle's call up. Like 10 people (laughs) across the rosters. How about this? I'll tell Warren off the air. And then when, when Warren comes back on Wednesday, he'll go, you know what? It made sense. But you just got to think about all the stuff that went into it. We're going to get into that a little bit later, too. Oh, boy, this show kicked off with something. Uh, I had posted a tweet right before this show, Warren. Yeah, I saw it. And I saw it. And I was it. like, well, and I got a little, I, I got I to gotta look at it. And um, I was like, okay, hmm. And the way that it was relayed to me, I was like, Really? Okay, we'll see where this is going. Here's what happens. We see Elias stretchered, laid out, implied that he's been run over. Renee Young is on the scene doing some wreck scene reporting, and I'll just say this, WWE better stop getting too cute because the more that Renee Young shows that she is better than everybody that's actually on TV doing this, the more likely they are to go get her hired by somebody else. Because, again, Renee Young is one of the best broadcasters in America, period, right now. Or Canada. Hey, let's just say, real quickly, WWE is lucky to very, have her. Very lucky to have her. Kayla Braxton is seen with Braun Strowman. And this is the only time he's on the show tonight. I don't know why he's there, Warren. Why is he there to begin with? 
he was an eyewitness, Sean. He, uh, well, you know, clearly he saw what happened, was hanging outside waiting for the police to arrive because, you know, he probably had to give a statement. Maybe he was booked on the show tonight and they had to change plans last minute because uh, he had to be interviewed by a detective. Make sure we understood what was going on. Well, Anakin JMT sends our first super chat. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. You get your question or statement read on the air. And I did save all of yours from the ill-fated stream. He says, here we go. Who can do the better Strowman impression on what he said tonight, Warren or Sean? Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you what he said because I don't know exactly what he said. But I do know (laughs) that... That Braun Strowman was like, well, I just showed up here in my monster truck making sure I was calling on Cricket Wireless, the the nation's leader in wireless service. And this guy just came out of nowhere. Is there something in the bushes? If there is, I'm going to blow it away with this AK-47 that is attached to me during all my off days. And this one is no different. I can carry... I can carry it full sail. It's okay. Braun Strowman was ready to take somebody out. But I do love Braun Strowman as like the TV witness. Because you know, they always find the most ridiculous people to be the Mm -hmm. witnesses to, to things that are happening. I like Braun being that, even though he's the world champion. How did you like this use of him? Uh, I thought it was okay. A a little unusual. I thought it was okay. Like you said, instead of going with just about anyone else, you go with your most, you know, technically the most credible guy. He's the champion. However, with what we learn later on in the evening, I'm like, Braun, you need to get your eyesight checked. Because if he could not identify Seamus, spoiler (laughs) alert. Maybe. My God. There's something wrong with your eyesight, pal. Oh, it was amazing. It was so amazing. I love that he couldn't differentiate Jeff Hardy from (laughs) Sheamus. So they find Jeff Hardy like in the bushes. (laughs) Jeff's just hanging out in the bushes, doesn't know what's going on. Jason Jordan, who I miss dearly, Mm -hmm. and Jamie Noble help him out. Everybody says he smells like alcohol, and Hardy is arrested, Warren. He's arrested. Yeah. Oh, so here's the thing. There are going to be a lot of people that aren't comfortable with this type of stuff. I'm okay with them playing up real-life issues and real social issues on wrestling because wrestling's a TV show. But the thing is, this is a recurring issue for Jeff Hardy as recently as less than a year ago, Warren. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I feel about them capitalizing on, on something like that, but I'm interested to see how you feel. Um. Well, you know, I've already had my share on Twitter about it, and sure. uh, and the thing is here is that you guys come to us to hear to hear opinion, right? To hear what we thought about it. Well, this is what I think about it. I don't like it, and I really, really don't. I don't like in any circumstance the business of wrestling uh, using addiction, real life addiction, especially to get angles over when it is a business that has struggled with real addiction for decades. And has taken the lives of so many wrestlers prematurely because of addiction, because of overdoses. And, you know, we just as just very recently, we were reminded of the entire Road Warrior saga with Hawk very, very recently. And this they converted that. Similar. This was which eerily is, similar. It is very, very eerily similar. Uh, let's not forget, you know, we've lost Bam Bam Bigelow, Brian Pillman, Chris Canyon, China. 
to to addiction and alcohol abuse and to me there's nothing funny about it and you 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 nailed it on the head jeff is not recovered and when you're an addict you never fully recover you you're always on the brink there is anything can happen to have you relapse jeff has relapsed twice within the past year like you said year to 18 months was arrested twice on what on dui charges who else was arrested recently sean on dui charges as well wwe has a problem with yeah. that yeah and i pretty, think it's pretty clear problem yeah and i think it's very very callous to be doing that because i think they should be taking the problem more seriously as opposed to making light of it to advance an angle especially in a way where it I don't really think it's that creative. I don't even think it's that clever. I would much prefer to see a true redemption run for for Jeff Hardy. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. What if Jeff was wondering if he still had it, right? Okay, we went over the the okay, getting clean again and so on and so forth. But what if does does he still have it and he's not sure? And Seamus tests him on that and. We get the doubt settling in. That's how you build a come from beneath, a real under uh, come from come from beneath win. Not not this contrived bullshit. Yeah, and it's not stuff necessarily I want to see on wrestling either because these angles are overblown. If I want to watch a drama, I'll watch a drama. I watch pro wrestling because I want to see dudes and gals fight each other in a ring. This is superfluous. It's and honestly kind of offensive. And I'm going to add this on top of that just to wrap it up. And you guys, you're all more than welcome to disagree with me. That's fine. You're asking. I'm here. You're asking me what I think. This is what I think. I don't care if Jeff Hardy gave the okay on it. I honestly don't. It doesn't make it better. Exactly. I still think it's stupid. Yeah. I, I didn't have as much of a problem with it, but the thing is. I understand why people do have a problem with it. I understand why people aren't cool with it. And just like I understand, just like I understand how people are are okay with it. They're like, yeah. "Well, let's give it a chance. It's a story. I sure. get it." But to me, the context of pro wrestling, it's it's at its very core. Mm-hmm. The, the, the substance abuse in the 80s and 90s is legendary and it has been a problem for years. It baffles my mind. There's something completely callous in WWE doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you with that. And as you mentioned, we were just reminded about Road Warrior Hawk. Yeah, and yeah. I, I tweeted that picture, and I was like, that's that's what that reminded me of. And uh, so we got some super chats. Anakin says, crime scene, but refs and Jamie Noble can come. Also, yes. Don't insult my intelligence. I watch Investigation Discovery nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) I literally knew who Anna Bauert was because I watched so much crime TV because she had been on a crime TV show before, before I even met her through wrestling. That's how much Investigation Discovery I watch. Um, So (laughs) Jeff Hardy yells out for Elias. He's like, Elias! Oh, no! And I got to say, honestly... Best acting he's done in a long time. Oh yeah, yes. Well, moving him away from the from the spooky uh, emo poetry uh, uh, promos is a great thing. And you know what? Just if we're if we're gonna goof on the angle a little bit, 
you know, Elias, I'm not worried about him. I, I you know, he, he got thrown off of so much stuff, you know, off of a 20 foot, he, he survived a 20 foot drop right on his back. Uh, a, a car is not going to end his career. He'll be fine. Yeah. No kidding, man. Uh, so Jason Jordan's out there. Goddamn, do I miss this guy? And I get people that always ask me, what's up with Jason Jordan? What's up with Jason Jordan? I've answered it on a few Q&As, but I've gotten it a lot tonight as well. At last I had heard, he still has grip issues. And that that ain't good if you're going to be a pro wrestler, especially if you're going to be a pro wrestler suplexing people all over the place. They thought that his injury was going to be minimally invasive, if you remember what Kurt Angle said. It's now been two years. And that's unfortunate because... I thought what they were doing with Jason Jordan was very special. There were a lot of people that didn't get it. But the heel that thinks he's a babyface thing, ooh, he grasped that. And the reason I know he grasped it is because half the people loved it and half the people hated it. And they're like, this son of a bitch. He really got it to a special <laughs> level. And also, A-plus dude. I was at the Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus a few years ago. He came out with Chad Gable for Chad Gable's match. But what he did was, during the entire match, instead of managing Chad Gable, he sat there and talked to a kid with Down Syndrome for the entire match and was like, what else do you have to sign? What else do you have to sign? And, like, almost made it like a joke. He signed, like, 40 things for the kid. He's like, what else is in your backpack that I can sign? It was amazing. A-plus, dude. Here's here's my hope, Warren. I hope an edge situation happens. I hope we get this guy back one day. Because I think he was going to be very special. Damn. Made yep. me a little bit sad seeing him. Jamie Aguilar says, <laughs> The SmackDown hacker tried to take Fightful down, but the Dong Lord prevails yet again. That's right, man. The Dong Lord lays another one out. <laughs> By the time we're done, they just... <laughs> That's how it is. Throwback27, our dude says, didn't the SmackDown hacker on Twitter post something where Jeff Hardy was on it yesterday? Could this also create an angle for the hacker story to progress a little bit? What happened for this start was not the right choice. Yeah, it was a way to get everybody talking, so I understand that, but I completely agree about that SmackDown hacker thing. I'm wondering, like, who's the hacker going to target next? What does that mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because thus far, what we have seen is Jeff Hardy mentioned, and then a major angle happens. We saw Mandy and Sonya and all that stuff, and a major angle happened. Well, what's your take on this, Warren? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they, I I hadn't seen the hacker stuff on on social media before before the show, so uh, so to me, the connection was pretty clear at this point. Like, oh, okay. Well, clearly, th- we're going to have the reveal as to who attacked uh, who attacked Jeff Hardy uh, through uh, through the hacker. I mean, that's ultimately the thing. Um, I only hope that they're able to do some kind of magic with it because the last time we had a hit and run mysterious situation, Sean, oh boy. Oh yeah. Kind of a wet fart that one turned out to be. We we even parodied that for Listen Ya Boy and it's still sitting in the can somewhere. You all are going to get footage (laughs) on Listen Ya Boy this year, like a year old with me still having hair. I mean, I guess, I guess that's in character because I'm releasing an NWO Sting interview where I have long hair next week, so... Stay tuned for that one, guys. Uh, <laughs> DJ Cass says, SmackDown was fine, just way too much talking. If they didn't have the Seamus junkie joke, I probably would have liked this segment better. That's such low-hanging fruit and all that. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. ah, okay, okay. So here's what happens. We go backstage, and everybody's standing around, including Drew Gulak, who 
as Fightful Select reported this week, back with the company, Chad Gable, who has not been there in three months, he had not wrestled a match in the pandemic era. But everybody's arguing about who should get the shot now, because Jeff Hardy and Elias can't compete. Poor Elias got injured and knocked out of the King of the Ring and the Intercontinental <laughs> Title King of the uh, Intercontinental Title Tournament. Woof, man. I guess so, it, 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 tournaments are just his bane, man. It's yeah. just bad luck for him. It's just that simple. So AJ Styles wants the final set and wants his bye, but Daniel Bryan wants to earn it. Sheamus and Baron Corbin step up, but they, they set up a battle royal. I thought Adam Pierce was so good here <laughs> and always seems to be. Hannah Moore jokes and says, I thought he had a gr- growth spurt. Yeah. <laughs> I saw he was on crates. Yeah. He's just so natural and straightforward and does not take the attention for for himself. He is a voice that I know to command authority. He is a guy who is – I respect his experience as a former NWA champion, and he's been a little bit of everywhere. Like, I look at the guy, and I'm like, all right, what he says goes when he's on that screen – and that's what I like out of my authority figures. He isn't really one, but when he shows up, I think he does a great job. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to go, if they really wanted to to go all in and you know make him make him the liaison with whoever really is in charge, it'd be super credible. But see, th- that's the thing, and I, it, that's one of the reasons I think William Regal has always been perceived that as a really good general general manager because he doesn't overstay his welcome he doesn't take the shine away when he arrives oh something's going down it's very different from when well of course the whole mr mcmahon stuff but that's a that's a character it's an angle it's something else but you know you'd have stephanie mcmahon come out and then suddenly it makes she always makes it always about her this was very very good and it was good in a very chaotic situation because it was kind of hard to follow with everyone uh, shouting at each other and everything. I thought it was well produced. And yeah, Adam Pierce did a giant Adam Pierce did a great job. So we won't be talking about AJ Styles the rest of the night. So I thought DJ Cass's super chat made sense here. He said, you know, uh, listen to AJ Styles on After the Bell, and it made me really appreciate what the OC gave him because now he feels directionless since being back. From what I understand, that might have been one of the reasons he wanted to go to SmackDown based on the people I'm talking to. But I talked to Jimmy about this today. AJ Styles is one of your top guys and is going to be for a few years. I know the OC is getting paid a lot, but Warren, it's not like they weren't worth a good amount. Like you, you one, you keep them from making somebody else a lot of money because mm-hmm. you better believe they're going to make that much in their Bullet Club. They're, they're going to reinvigorate Bullet Club whenever they go back there. They're entertaining. They can do digital stuff. They can do in-ring stuff. They can do promos. They can be AJ's heaters. They're very versatile people. I was shocked about them getting cut. It seems like such an easy thing. Like, oh, you want to keep one of your top guys happy, and that's an important thing to do. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. And AJ feels responsible, and that was heartbreaking to me because it wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't his fault, and we've that's it. We've heard him say that he feels responsible that he didn't protect his boys, uh, and that sucks. And and you know that it's very legitimate because AJ has he has that like older school. I don't want to say old, not older school, but he has that mentality, that locker room mentality where you look out for the guys uh, who are after who uh, who have your back and so on and so forth. So I, I, I bet it really weighs on him. The only reasonable explanation that we can give in regards to Gallus and Anderson in WWE is, 
One guy didn't get it. One guy just didn't get it. And if he didn't get if he didn't get it, despite the fact, and here's what's fascinating, despite the fact that we hear stories that AJ and Vince hit it off, that Vince yes. really liked them, and that he was like, man, I should have got this guy 10 years ago. Despite that, Vince just didn't get it. So and there he, doesn't, you go. he doesn't get tag teams. I've been referencing an interview that I did. If you, if you see a bunch of interviews with me with long hair coming out soon, it's because I recovered a bunch of footage. One of those is a very long interview I did with the former Mordecai. And he and Tyson Tomko were poised to come up as a tag team. Mm-hmm. And he, he had his meeting with Vince, and Vince said, no, fuck that, I don't want tag teams, come up with something else. And it's like, <laughs> you know what, in that era, I think I think old Kevin Thorne and Tyson Tomko debuting as a team probably would have been really good when you had like La Resistance out there. Yeah, like it yep. probably would have worked really well. It would have worked a lot be- better than Mordecai did. But oh man, it- it's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patel Run Six says saw Rebby Sky tweeted she wanted to throw her TV out. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask around. I'm gonna ask Matt what he thinks of it. I'm gonna ask people what they think. Tim Traver says I want to bless Fightful so much. My week has uh, been super blessed by everybody. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Tim. Uh, Tim also says, I agree with Warren. I've been clean from drug addiction for 16 years. It's hard to fight demons. And I watched my cousin from severe, severe alcoholism and drug addiction go cold turkey. And it was one of the, one, one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Mm. Somebody detoxing on their own. And the things that it does to somebody mentally, he doesn't leave his house a lot. He's not, a, he's not sure what that will do to him if, if he goes out more. And for Jeff Hardy, being out is the only world he's ever known. So it's it's not so simple for him. And to, to conjure that up, I, I completely get what Warren is talking about. Uh, Throwback27 says, It was great seeing Noble, Jordan, and Gable tonight. With Gable on, does it mean there's more TV time coming for him? Yes, from what I heard. Because I didn't know that he was on these tapings till I saw tonight. And then I asked, and they said, yes, he will be on the shows more regularly. Now, more regularly as compared to not being on at all since the PC thing. So, <laughs> oh man. And as we finally wrap up these super chats for for this for this uh, angle, so to speak, uh, we have TJ Ridgeway says in the same vein, it makes you wonder how Finn feels about the club releases. <sighs> one of the, one of the great misses is not doing Finn, AJ, and some battle over the club, Warren. That is such a dropped ball. Slam dunk. One guy didn't get it. One guy didn't get it. It's just as simple as that. You had the opportunity to have you had the opportunity to have the two original leaders of the Bullet Club just go at it for Bullet Club for for Bullet Club supremacy. Look, they just complete missed opportunity oh yeah throwback 27 says this is a super chat for rob bookins he's a good dude and in the midst of what's happening in his home state hope you're okay bud you're a good dude and a great friend rob wilkins a uh, great friend of the site great dude does a lot of cool uh photoshop stuff for us too to promote this show but throwback 27 also a great dude uh check out his podcast if you all haven't uh the easy way to find that is to follow him on twitter at throwback978, and he'll have the info up there. 
We also have one more super chat from Anakin JMT saying, Sean, glad you're feeling better, but we know you're really sick of no Quizzlemania competition. I <laughs> destroyed those plebs this week. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even fun, but I'll tell you what, I, I'm not feeling better at all, but I'm getting there. I'll get there. I'll be fine. And you know what? I, I think this the, all these wins, I think it's a sign from above. I think I'm starting to find religion a little bit. <laughs> And I think I'll talk a little bit about that more on Quizzlemania next Wednesday. But right now, we have a battle royal. Sheamus wins the qualifier. Uh, Chad Gable's back, so is Gulak. The funniest thing about this match to me, Warren, was Michael Cole, as there are 15 people in the ring, says, There's our audience made up of the Performance Center recruits (laughs) practicing social distancing. And I'm like, there are 15 people in the ring, man. Come on. And you're doing fever <laughs> checks. Come on. Now, Corbin tosses out Gulak. Metalik got a little bit of offense. A horrible-looking springboard back elbow, but gets tossed out. Jay Uso, though, super mm-hmm. kicks and eliminates Baron Corbin. So, I wouldn't hate seeing this match next week. It's a natural setup. Baron Corbin, Jay Uso. One that I haven't seen before, too. Not one that I got to see on pay-per-view. This has SmackDown match written all over it. And you know what? Good on WWE to give something Jay Uso to do while his brother is out. That makes me happy. Uh, and I like the performance. Hey, you know what, Sean? I mean, I know it probably wasn't going to happen. But I, I, when we got to the end of the match and there was only uh, Jay Uso and, and Sheamus left, I thought Jay had him at some point. When he when yeah. he when he when he clotheslined him over the top rope, I I thought, my God, oh no, okay, he just landed on the apron. But I was sure he had him. Would have been a nice surprise too. But uh, but I'm completely okay with it. This was this was this was a good idea. And like I said, I'm really glad they're just doing something with Jay Uso. After having the Usos out for as many months as they were out, you can't just leave Jay on the sidelines while the other one has what I presume is a torn ACL. You just can't. Jay mm-hmm. is too good of a worker. Even if he ain't winning all the time, he's too good to not use. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see this. And uh, the bar see a brief reunion. You got Jay and Shorty G trying to fight off them and Nakamura. Gable eliminates Nakamura and Cesaro, but Cesaro cheats and throws out Shorty G. The old Steve Austin 97 <laughs> rumble spot. And I like that because it's set up to a match later. Down to Uso and Sheamus. And as you mentioned, I thought Jay had him. Mm-hmm. And that's good because to me that immediately establishes that Jay Uso is as good as these other guys that he exactly. can hang with these guys. So I like that, Warren. I love it. I love it. I, look, a couple of things that ca- this is one of my big takeaways is that you got Jay Uso who's going to hang as a singles guy for a while. He lasted to the end. Uh, I'm really okay with it. Took it to Sheamus. Took it with the other guys. That's it. Not just a tag team guy. He can hang with the singles guys. I love it. And I'm looking forward to see if they're going to lean into that a little more. Uh, And we can do a lot, 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 worse than a Cesaro and Chad Gable feud. Yeah, we could. Right. I needed, I needed a longer match, though. I really we needed did. a longer match. We're going to talk about it. But, man, I mean, when, when I saw that happen, I was like, hey, this is great. It's fresh, Sean. It's good. It's something mm. that we're, we haven't been hammered over the head with. Wow. Yeah, uh, well, we did get hammered over the head with a Lacey and Sonya match, and I'm okay with that 
Because I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty solid. It was a double count out. Sonya cuts a promo backstage and gets pushed down by Lacey. The thing is, it's consistent with how Lacey has always acted, so I didn't have mm-hmm. a problem. Lacey in the ring is like, oh, you think you're a good wrestler? I'm going to give you ref's position, which is where you're on all fours. Look, she, she evolved into Kurt Angle or something. And I got to say, as an amateur wrestler, pretty nice scramble. Like the scramble. You liked it? A pretty pretty good scramble. Uh, okay. I, uh, Sonya was generous with the bump at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very generous. But I dig that. That's not something we see out of the women a lot. And no, uh, Hannah I, Moore I, says that exchange with Lacey and Sonya was good. Go ahead and tell her she's wrong, Lauren. No, I'm not going to say No, because I was, I, you know, I'm kind of like, you know. I, Go I'm, ahead and disrespect I, the woman admit- commenting on women dressing. Go ahead. See, see hey, hey, now, not only that, hang on a second. Even far from me, even before that, she paid money for that comment. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna squash it. The, you know, I was curious because to me, Sonya has the legit game, right? Oh, She's yeah. a mat wrestler. So, so I sort of saw Lacey going on, like flopping a bit, like a fish out of water. <laughs> she was like, like, wow, this feels a little like um, a little frenetic, not co- not very coordinated. Um, I, I, and I did find Sonya to be a little generous with her. It's okay. I see what they were trying to do. Yeah, it was all right. You know, uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad you, you looked at it and you were like, oh, this is pretty good because you have legit experience and I'm just a guy sitting here with a, uh, with a bottle of water. I've seen it. I've seen a lot worse and I'm pretty sure that she, that Lacey Evans was a high school wrestler. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm, I'm. And, yeah, I, in fact, I'm pretty sure, yeah, she did. And she also helped, when she was at NXT, helped conduct the tryouts. That's true. I, I had UFC's Eric Spicely saying, man, I had Lacey Evans screaming in my ear the, the whole time and all this stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was like a drill sergeant there. Sure. I mean, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Sammy, Sammy Guevara, like where, where an interaction between those two emerged or something where – she was like, oh, he's not doing his push-ups right or something. I could be wrong there, but that's her. <laughs> now, my thing was, if Sonya lost to Mandy Rose or lost via a roll-up to a Mandy Rose distraction, I would be livid. As it turns out, they had nothing to do with each other. And I'm thrilled. Let Sonya move on and let her beat Lacey. <laughs> there you go. Instead, there you go. we got a brawl to a double count-out. I'm cool with that. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. You know what? Steve Austin versus Savio Vega started with a double count out, and that was a damn good feud. Maybe that was this, a good feud. Maybe this won't be it, but I thought this was good. Uh, that whip into the corner of the table, ouch. And Lacey, a little luck. Lacey wanted to fight Sonya, but Sonya says it'll be on her terms. What, what did you think? Uh, I am I am very, very, very much okay with Sonya Deville staying protected. Love that they're moving away from Mandy. That we don't have to go into another round of uh, another round of Mandy and Sonya. That's fine. Sonya's like, I'm done. I defeated her. I, I beat her. It's good. I'm ready to move on to the next one. And she's getting Lacey. Uh, Lacey, who uh, was, uh, you know, we're gonna have to check just how much uh, she owns of the Minnie Mouse IP because you know <laughs> she's leaning pretty hard into that. Uh, but uh, but otherwise, look. Again, a new feud, something fresh, new women being um, being promoted. I thought they did a good job overall to set this feud up. This is what it was. Looking forward to see what they're going to do with the rest here. Oh, and uh, I also like the fact that uh, they're they've clearly given the uh, the rest of Matt Hardy's old WWE wardrobe to to Sonya as well. That was good. 
<laughs> so uh, Anakin says, thought Sonya was protected. She legit couldn't get back in the ring, but have liked to see Mandy cause a distraction. Lacey tries a roll-up. Then Sonya kicks out and makes Lacey tap out. See, I don't want to see Mandy and Sonya do anything else together. And my thing is, I was afraid they would because of Sonya mm-hmm. continuing to say, I'm going to ruin her life. I'm going to ruin her life. Looks like Mandy's life is doing just fine based on what we've seen. So I, I didn't want to see that necessarily. I think she's fine, by the way. Uh, Throwback27 says, Sonya, I'll fight you on my terms. Dude, if this is a foreshadow to what's to become between them, then bring it on. These two could one day feud for the women's title. Uh, by the way, Fightful on a 65-inch is awesome. I agree. I think that they uh, they could feud for the title. I think Sonya is going to be a big, big star, Warren. Yeah. And whether you're rocking a 65-inch, an 8-inch, a 2-inch, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you don't want your performance. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. To be contingent on that, Warren. Mm-hmm. The number of inches. Sure, 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 sure. And I'm not talking precipitation, although you'll be causing some precipitation when you use bluechew.com and that code fightful. You get, do you get that one, Warren? It was a joke about semen. But <laughs> You okay, Warren? I said thank you. You okay, Warren? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm actually doing quite well. Thank you. All right. All right. Got to wet my whistle a bit here. But if you want to upgrade from a zenith to a Sony Bravia, and by that I mean a penis that doesn't work effectively, perhaps you you finish quickly, to one that performs much better, well, BlueChew.com can help. It's got the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Take it from the Dong Lord, SRS, the most sponsored dong in wrestling media right here. This stuff works. It's ready whenever you are. If you're not ready, it'll get you ready. It's prepared in the USA. It ships direct, and it's discreet. Not everybody's going to be all up in your business saying, Oh, what what's going on? Is that a dick pill? <laughs> they won't be laughing about it. They'll be like, Hey, is that a dick pill? Because if so, where can I get it? And you'll be able to say, BlueChew.com. You just use the code FIGHTFUL, and they'll be like, Well, man, I don't want to go to the doctor right now. I don't want to go to the doctor. In this shit? No. And you'll say, whoa, 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 hold on. Hold on there, chief. You don't have to. It's prescribed online by Bluetooth-affiliated physicians. And they're like, well, yeah, but then i got to go pick it up at the pharmacy. Oh, no, you don't. You don't. And that's a good thing these days. Gets into your system a lot faster because it's chewable. And it's it's that good stuff. If you're using the Viagra and Cialis of the world... What are, what are you doing? That's not smart. That's not smart at this point. Use BlueChew.com code Fightful. Your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. 
Singer Vampire says, I just want to say that Warren's response to the Blue Chew adverts has made my evening. You know, I've got a Blue Chew Segway compilation that has over 40,000 views. If I could get people to care about our wrestling takes as much as our wiener takes, like if I started the Dong Lord podcast, I'd probably, I'd probably be able to retire <laughs> within a year or two. Probably. I might have to do a, a reaction compilation <laughs> throwback says we go from crotch to crotch fro to the dong lord next thing warren does uh does his moxley impression doing a blue chew promo one day <laughs> uh, the, the the moxley impression isn't there yet we're working on it though it's coming It'll get there he's he's seen he's a tough one to it depends on his mood based yeah. on when i've interviewed him anakin jmt says if lacy trained more in a brawler style a fight pit with Sonya could would be fun. I just want another fight pit. That one was first. Or that first one was so good. Yeah, it was. Uh, boy, I got mm-hmm. to see that, and I really liked it. That is my jam. Seems like every time I miss a Wednesday show, a match that is exactly my style that I love just happens. Edge Sword a one PS four says Styles and Brian are my top two. Always up for that. They filmed that match this week, and I was told it was awesome. Lake Landley says, does this new Chad Gable run rule him out as a SmackDown hacker? I would say so, Warren. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they're they're clearly going to save it for a big return. I don't think it's Chad Gable at this point. Absolutely not. I'm I'm still very much in the Mustafa Ali camp. I really, really am. DJ Cass says, AJ Styles also seems to be doing a lot of damage control lately to Ricochet and Cedric. He's a real pro. By telling them to keep their heads up. Yeah, unfortunate what has happened to those two. Because that loss to Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink doesn't make a damn bit of sense right now, Warren. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. And and MVP is done. He's done uh, He's done sticking his neck out for the, the dudes as well. He's... Uh... Uh, whatever, whatever average talent he saw in them, he saw he saw that we, Bobby Lashley was like, ah, "I'll just dump the dead weight." Now it's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous, and it's frustrating because it, it's it was clearly some hot shotting stuff. You know, I'm again, we sort of, we you know, we give and take a little bit in this period. They're getting more of the roster back in, so maybe some decisions are made. It's understandable, but I mean, you have Ricochet in your promotion. And you are not using them. It is absurd. It is weird, man. So New uh, New Day are on the uh, moment of bliss. Nikki Cross got New Day Scottish pancakes, and New Day got Alexa coffee. And I thought Nikki and Alexa were both fantastic. Nikki has made the most of her main roster run. She is a main roster success story, in my opinion, Warren. I don't remember hardly anything from her NXT run anymore, but I remember a lot from from this, and she mm-hmm. is maximizing her minutes. She has clearly here's the 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 greatest success out of this was morphing her out of what was her name like Crazy Mary Dobson wasn't that what she was uh, referred no, that, to? That um, was Sarah Logan. No, that was uh, Sarah. She Logan. was Nikki Glenn Cross. Nikki Nikki Glenn Cross. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I got those yeah. confused. But uh, morphing her out of that crazed persona that she had in, in NXT into into this because uh, Nikki Cross in NXT was beloved. You know, it was like we have to protect Nikki at all costs. Ooh, main roster, we're a little worried. Start pairing her up with Alexa Bliss. What they're developing a friendship. This isn't the Nikki Cross I like. 
but I really like this Nikki Cross nonetheless. You know, she and here's the thing. Last week or two weeks ago, I don't quite remember. She referenced it. She said, you know, my friendship with Alexa has been so important to me. She keeps the crazy away. You know, she mm. she talks me to. And I'm like, this is honestly, this is all I needed yeah. to help me understand why she got normalized. She's still not perfectly on the level. Jesus, not tonight she wasn't. But but at least they took the time to explain it. She's been doing fantastic. Yeah, I think she's been rocking it. And we get <laughs> Bailey and Sasha Banks that come out. Bailey, I think, is not even I think. She is by far the best heel in SmackDown. Like mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that it's close at this point. Like her just going, well, 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 and telling somebody in the audience to shut up mm-hmm. was great. Sasha kills Twitter by wrestling in joggers. Kills Twitter <laughs> by they weren't ready for her to take her jacket off. The Sasha stands went crazy. I follow plenty of them. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, but they say that they want to go for the tag titles. And didn't I pitch this last week? I think so. Where I said, I want Bailey and Sasha to win the tag titles. Mm-hmm. I want Bailey to get overwhelmed team, like t- defending two titles and being like, I can't take the pressure. We see her not saving Sasha from a pinfall, even though she could have. And she thinks nobody will notice, but Sasha notices. Ooh, that would be good. But right now, we're getting Sasha in action. This was, again, I wanted it to be longer, but but Sasha's so good. She's mm-hmm. so good. She honored Hana Kimura with a black armband, which is amazing. Class move. Couple spots I liked. The backbreaker from Banks. The reverse powerbomb out of the corner from Bliss. The finish comes after Bailey pushes Nikki into Alexa. The pin was a little clunky, but the work was good. And a highlight of this is during it, Nikki and Bailey are cracking up Cole and Graves on commentary. I liked everything about this from the moment of bliss. You get New Day on TV. You set up challengers. You put Sasha Banks in the ring. You get her a win. You get them over as cheaters. This did a lot for a lot of people, Warren. Uh, and you know, when you were mentioning Bailey being the top heel, you know, I don't know if you caught Kofi reaching out for a hug when they came into the ring and Bailey just completely left them hanging. It was fantastic. Um, the women on SmackDown over the past couple of weeks have been the stars of the show. You could make an argument that the women in general in WWE have been the stars of the PC era. Uh, at least they've been carrying a lot of the load. Last week we had... We had Charlotte and Bailey putting on a treat. Then we had that great tag team match, mixed tag match, uh, that was also very good where the women did most of the heavy lifting. And tonight, by far the most entertaining quarter hour, if we're talking ratings speak, this was a lot of fun. I and Because Bailey and Nikki on the outside, I didn't know what they were doing. Was it – who was – were they trying – who was were they trying their best to make Michael Cole laugh? Like were they have, or were they just trying to show off who was the better friend on the outside? You know, I don't know what exactly on on what level they were competing. But Nikki Cross was amazing. Bailey was perfect. The match was solid. It was well played. Again, I still don't see what people's problems with Alexa Bliss is. Uh, weirdos. I, 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 I weirdos. honestly don't. Just complete weirdos. 
and, and Sasha, let, let me just say, my comment about that is not to any one person. I'm aware of what happened this week. I think Alexa too. Bliss is a good worker and an entertaining person. And uh, and and Sasha was very good as well. And you know, I I like. I like, you know, that Alexa just started it off by taking a, taking a shot at, at Sasha being like, where's your title, Sasha? I see a bunch of champions here. Where's your title, Sasha? I'm like, ooh, ooh, the stands, the stand armies. They're all salivating there. Uh, this was good. I liked the whole thing. It was fantastic. Yeah, I think so, too. Anakin JMT says, Nikki petting Cole killed me. It was good, man. There's a lot of we got a lot of engagement on this one. Azo Smith said, "Love Sasha's tribute to Hana." He he had sent a, a another one that said that too. Bailey and Banks winning the tag titles could be a good thing as it prolongs the feud, like they reportedly want to do, and loved her Hana tribute. Uh, yeah, they they you want to get this out in front of the crowd. And what's our joke, Warren? Every year they're saving it for SummerSlam. They're saving it for SummerSlam, folks. Don't you worry. And the funny thing is the year that they really were, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. That's what you get. I feel bad for Sasha and Bailey, but this match should have happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. Sitting in my bed said, just realized how deep Sasha's moveset is. Knowing a lot of moves gives you the freedom to wrestle how you want. That's the beauty of what I always thought was her Nakamura-inspired offense. You know how, especially in New Japan, Warren, Nakamura would go for the knee-based offense. Yeah. I, I When I worked some indie matches, I would do a lot of elbow stuff. I was like, that's pretty cool. He can go to that. People know that he does that a lot. I was like, I'll do that, but with an elbow. Sasha does it with the double knees, and that mm-hmm. opens up a lot of other stuff that I think is really cool. That's a really good observation, actually. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's the simplicity. Sometimes it's not as much... Uh, the 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 uh, the spectacular amount of moves that you're able to do. It's not the like the quantity, <laughs> but it's sure. more of uh, of the how you use it. It's always how you use your moveset. I don't care how many uh, how many Northern Light suplexes you can do in a row. <laughs> it's ultimately it's when you decide to pull it out and its effectiveness. That's what makes it really really special. Anakin says, "Awesome! How two people with previous issues with each other can still put on a great match." Sasha and Alexa was great. Yeah, that's the thing. All these people will talk about, oh, well, they, they've got an issue with this. Sometimes that happens with your coworkers. Sometimes you hash it out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Anakin JMT says, Sean, you should have heard Warren go off on Oldberg last night. That was an epic triggered rant. Warren, you should isolate those and then just post them individually because they do numbers. All right, I'll, 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 yes, I'll make sure. I just, you know, I, at the same time, you know, it's a love hate relationship. I don't want to give us too much time to Goldberg either. And (laughs) throwback says, whose rant is better, Warren on Oldberg or me with the 24 7 title and Gronk? (laughs) Uh, Also, WWE has stepped its game up with the show quality. Tonight's show was really good and NXT was phenomenal. I'm going to say Warren with Oldberg because I know that the 24-7 title one's out of love because I know you, you've got your big shipment of Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear coming to your house. And you've got your, your Gronk fat head up there and you have yep. throwback personally bought a 24-7 replica and like stapled it to the wall there. I know the dude. That's what he did. Yeah. Gable's pissed off backstage that Cesaro cheated. They go back and forth. Gable pushes Cesaro. We get a match. Highlight, Cesaro doing a goddamn last ride. Mm-hmm. Sweet! This ruled. <laughs> and this this is quick. 
I mean, some good offense. Gable gets the win. Too, way too short. Way too short. But wait, way I too like short. It. Yeah, Chad Gable is way too short. Oh fuck! Is that what you're? Sean, is that – are you making short jokes? I'm trying not I mean, to I use the tall. F word on the podcast. I'm trying not to drop F-bombs. I know you're tall, but, you know, at some point you do have to respect sizes and also, you know, you can elevate your comedy too, Sean. I Jeez. just want to say, and I do appreciate a good tall reference here and there. Do you know that I have not mentioned that since, like, January or February? Well, you see, the, I'm I'm very much a vintage kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Once once it's passe, that's when I start bringing it back. I'm just saying, a lot of people still bring it up. When they did the Sean Ross app served tall thing, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I'm done with that. Like, I'm I'm not doing that gimmick anymore. Like, and it wasn't even a gimmick; it was an inside joke that became a thing that people actually <laughs> said, <laughs> in which we did not capitalize nearly enough. And the other reason it was supposed to be served hall was because it was at a brewery. And I was like, whatever. Then they moved it from the brewery. And I was like, well, why is it still... I I don't do the tall thing anymore. But I I appreciate it, guys. Just call me the Dong Lord. I asked people on the Q&A show to refer to me as King Senpai Sir SRS. And a few actually did it, which was great. I'd go for that much... Way before calling you Dong Lord, Sean, just between you and I. I'll call you Senpai way before I call you Dong Lord. Oh, God. Wesley Blake cuts a promo. This was this one I loved. I loved. Because it's like Corporal Jackson Riker, Sergeant Cutler. And, and then Wesley Blake's like, and I really appreciate what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever his- wrote this was amazing. And his delivery, poor, poor was he was his delivery was so wooden, you know. Yeah. It, everything was so contrived, right down to the. It was amazing, amazing. It's like <laughs> baby's first promo. It was yeah. amazing. Oh Jesus, man! This popped me big time. <laughs> so Otis and Mandy have a getaway. Oh. They, they do the Fast Times at Ridgemont High thing, and I was a little bit behind. First off, did Tucker vanish from the planet? Probably. Mandy daydreams and gets, like, super horny for Otis. This is a, this is amazing. This was the greatest thing. I adored it. It was so <laughs> stupid, but yes. on the on the good spectrum of stupid. Uh, because they could have gone, they could have done just about anything, uh, going a bunch of different directions. But they decided to do some role reversal and have Otis be uh, Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool and do it. And then on top of that, it adds, it adds, continues to add character development. We know Mandy is in love with this dude. She yeah. dreams about him. She lusts for him. So that's fantastic. So it's not like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a convenience. No, no, no. She really likes the dude. And man, they yes. made out. They made out. Not a peck on the cheek. Not a, oh, good to see you, my peach. No, 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 no. Full on. Mandy is rubbing uh, makeup all across your face, making out kind of thing. It was glorious. I loved it. 
Throwback27 says, with the Otis and Mandy segment, I felt like I was watching the end of Not Another Teen Movie. But since <laughs> it seems like they're heading a way different way between them, where do you see the storyline going? I think they'll keep them together for a while now, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, what about you? Anything in particular? I think they need to keep them for. Uh, uh, I, I think they need to keep them together for a while. I think they need to bring Tucker back and make like a, a little interesting trio. You know, just have a little something going. It's WWE, so they'll probably do a Yoko Ono angle where she's going to mm-hmm. end up splitting them up, uh, whether it be intentional or not. But you know, honestly, I kind of miss Tucker in this in this situation. Um, he's the element that they need to bring in to keep this fresh, to keep the this moving forward. Because he should deserve a little bit of shine out of all of this. Because he's a he's a good big man. He has he's a good good worker. Needs a little more exposure in this one. Fun fact: I, despite being an '80s and '90s kid, I grew up not watching like any of those teen movies, and I saw not another teen movie before all those. So now when I watch them for the first time, I'm just thinking of how over-the-top ridiculous Not Another Teen Movie is, and it's even funnier because that's that's a classic to me. Anakin JMT says, Otis and Mandy segment was so cheesy it made me cringe, but even Denise liked it, so maybe it's just me. It was supposed to. It was that, – that's just how it was. Yeah. You were I don't I, – you were supposed to cringe when, you know, Otis came out with that very loose speedo. Yep. So, uh, stay up and keep it up says that was like those HBO midnight porn clips. I wish I was Otis. The SmackDown didn't have Vince's stamp on it. I bet Otis used blue chew with Mandy. I don't think he needs to buddy. Uh, no, no offense, but he probably, you know what? Maybe for a performance, maybe he's got performance anxiety. So you're right. You're right. Colt says, I'm hoping Mandy doesn't give pregnant and they make her give birth to an arm or to a ham. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Oh no! Now, see now when you speak things into the universe, you've exponentially yeah. created the possibility that it'll happen. Damn! Let me tell you, these super chats are on fire tonight. Uh, probably, probably the last call for those. So if you want to get them in, uh, let me know. Uh, Tim Traver says, "Good night, Warren and Sean. Going to enjoy my war- weekend. Hey, I'm going to try too. So thank you." Throwback twenty seven says, "Sean using anime references." To describe the human anatomy, this is why Fightful is awesome because the world is hanging by a thread. We need to have positive things. I actually don't know anything about anime, but I know enough people who do where I've seen enough funny memes to (laughs) reference it. Fair enough. Well, I'm ready to reference Matt Riddle. Fightful alumni Matt Riddle coming to SmackDown. As I reported on Fightful Select today... He did not film a match at the taping, so he's probably not going to wrestle the next couple weeks. But Kurt Angle is on screen and introduces him. Throwback 27. He sent a monster super chat, a reminder, guys. Check out his podcast. He is a great dude. If anything, follow him on Twitter at throwback978. He says, having Kurt announce Riddle coming to SmackDown was the right pick. It makes the casual fan that only watches SmackDown curious about who he is. And makes his hardcore fans happy for him and excited to see what happens. What do you think the best way uh, to make Riddle strong out of the gate is? Sheamus, maybe? Well, Sheamus is doing the, the Jeff Hardy thing. The best way is to have him definitively beat people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think he's going to feud with Baron Corbin. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> However, I think the Kurt Angle thing is nice. I think they should have leaned a lot more into 
UFC fighter. They should have licensed footage and shown that he has knocked people out and destroyed people and all this stuff. Warren, what did you think of the debut of Matt Riddle here? Uh, I, for one, welcome our future superstar and owner of WWE into the fold. I mean, it's it's very, very exciting, and I'm very happy for Matt Riddle. He's a guy I like. Uh, he always, whenever he wrestles, it's, uh, he wrestles like I play the 2K games where I'm always spamming the power moves. So, uh, I always, I, it's always a pleasure to watch him. I, the only thing I question, and, and I get why they want to make him a big deal, but in the past, WWE hyping a new arrival has sometimes backfired. You know, where they lean a little too much into it, they create hype, and then eventually it sort of peters out because then you get the expectations up here, and then it's sort of, you know, it starts to waver when things don't start delivering. And sometimes it's not the talent's fault. You know, I, I just off the top of my head, I remember Hideo Iktami, uh, Kenta, when he was brought up, there was a lot of pomp that was put up there, and then it yeah. just fell flat. Of course, there's a whole, this is Matt Riddle, it's a whole other ball game whole other level of charisma uh it's different but i'm weary about this type of build-up i would much prefer like you said matt riddle comes in beats people up keeps a smile on his face flip-flops and all and he walks out that's what he needs to do look i'm excited that he'll be there it's going to be a tough one to mess up I hope they do. I hope they don't do him. I hope they don't do him dirty. And you know what? If they have him feud with Baron Corbin, and I know we've talked about it, you and I, if he does that, if that is his first feud, one match and he's done. Not a six month feud. Not Baron Corbin running after him. One match obliterates him, moves on. I I think they should establish right out of the gate. First win should be a knockout. Second should be a ref stoppage. Third should be a submission, and then he can pin people. I would love to see him like do the. A lot of wrestling fans will know it as sharp sensations. It's the the crucifix elbows Jay White does. Uh, that's a Gary Goodridge spot from the UFC. I would love to see Matt Riddle just crazy eyed throwing those elbows, knocking somebody out, and then as soon as he gets his hand raised, he just smiles, flips his hair back, and he, he's just the normal dude. Because that's how he is. He yeah. will slaughter you. He will slaughter you. But he's a very, very nice guy. <laughs> so uh, I think they should really play off of his his unique charisma. Uh, it, I'll tell you what's unique. Us going over an hour on a SmackDown review. Who would have thought? It, in this yeah. economy? <laughs> Anakin JMT. Anakin JMT says Russell Votes tweeted those in power have high hopes for Riddle. Any truth of uh, from that based on what you've heard? Yeah. I was told that meeting with Vince McMahon went real well. There was a meeting around WrestleMania time, I think. And from what I understand, there were some things broached, some issues that were covered. Like <laughs> you got heat with people and now, I just want to say, I haven't asked Matt Riddle. I obviously have not asked Vince McMahon. But basically what I heard, the gist of it was, and again, this is not a direct quote, but based on what I heard, Vince McMahon's like, ah, oh, you got a lot of heat with people. You got a lot of heat with people. And that Matt Riddle was pretty much like, I know what I'm doing, bro. <laughs> and that Vince was like, goddamn, pal. 
and loved it. <laughs> that's that's what I heard. Now, uh, that person that I heard it from was not in the room, obviously. So yeah, I, I take that with a grain of salt. I think it's okay since I have posted about six disclaimers here. Uh, when it gets aggregated tomorrow by some shitty website, I'll be able to point this and say, hey, now, I don't know for sure that's true, but that's what I heard. And that this ended up affecting, I think, like 10 people between NXT and WWE. Uh, positively, negatively, whatever, but a lot of mountains were moved for Matt Riddle to come up to the main roster. And yeah, there are some high hopes for him. <sighs> Throwback27 says, Riddle on SmackDown could set up Brock or Oldberg where Riddle goes over. I think it's more likely that we see Lesnar and and Riddle. It would not shock me at all if Paul Heyman, and again, I don't know, but it would not shock me that if Paul Heyman was like, hey, Brock, uh, this guy, he's been talking all kinds of shit about you, knowing <laughs> that Brock would say something to Matt Riddle, but also knowing that Matt Riddle is going to go, tough shit, bro, let's have a match about it and not back down, and then knowing that Brock would kind of respect that, maybe, maybe not. But I think that Bill Goldberg, Warren, fully believes that he can actually beat up Matt Riddle, which would be a sad state of affairs if he tried. Bill Goldberg <laughs> should do one good thing in his career. One. The single one thing, and that is to put over a new guy. Mm -hmm. That's all he should do. Goldberg has... He's retired, left wrestling without putting any new stars over. Do the right thing, Bill. Do the one thing. I do, your son will still think you're a Superman because you're his dad, Bill. It doesn't matter if you're beating guys in the ring or not. Put Matt Riddle over and I will forgive so much from your career, Bill, I honestly will. Rafael Garcia says, any chance we get Riddle to do a one-off UFC match if he gets massively over? Um, okay, so I used to ask him that a lot. And he was just like, money talks, but I don't want to. And the thing mm -hmm. is, he's 34 now. And young for pro wrestling still? Not so much for MMA, and at this point, you got to remember, this guy used to fight at 170 pounds. He weighed in at 216 this week, and that is not a worked weight from what I understand. So that's that's a big boy. I don't think he's cutting to 185 anymore because he was doing that six years ago when I first met him. He was cutting to 185. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think Dana White would want to swallow his pride because you have to remember, Dana White went on Fox Sports 1 and said, Where's this dummy ever going to make six figures? Where? Well, he found a place, so. Bob Harris said, what rumored Jeff Hardy busted? I do not know what that means, but he did get busted today for a hit and run on Elias. That was a thing that happened. Uh, Anakin JMT says, if they want to show one more older match on one of these shows, show that fight pit to people. That will get people's attention. I love the fight pit. I, it was so different. When I saw the the platform, I just thought it was still being built. So I was like, yeah. I hope they keep that. It went great. I loved it. Throwback27 says, could you see the cage fight pit in WWE? 
uh, something Lesnar would do with Riddle. Fuck, I wish. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, I've got very little water here left, and I'm thinking about just covering myself in it just because you mentioned the idea of that. Korosami 1997 says, do you think Cesaro can join Satisfaction? I don't think that's happening. Uh, I would move Cesaro to Raw, though, because they just they just lost AJ for nothing. For nothing. But as far as I know, Riddle, Dijak, Dijakovic, and a name that I'm not allowed to mention yet are uh, coming up. So there you go. But we are way over time. Daniel Bryan defeated Sheamus. In the IC tourney, tourney semifinal, so we have it. AJ, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus uncorked some nasty elbows. He's in control most of the match. I loved where he broke kicked Daniel Bryan's leg while he was mm-hmm. on the top rope. I just love that. Mm-hmm. Bryan gets some offense that gets turned into white noise out of those crucifix elbows. And Sheamus is setting up the brogue kick, but Jeff Hardy runs out. Bryan pins Sheamus with a knee. I kind of like the differing, like, the heel getting the distraction loss. Sure. I, I dig that, because why not make the heel look like the dumbass for once, Warren? Absolutely. Uh, the thing that shocks me the most is how quickly they book and process people in Florida. But then again, it's Florida. So, yeah. you know, what am I What am I worried about? The, the match was fine. There was nothing, uh, there was nothing, uh, there's nothing really bad to say about it. I think both guys worked hard. I really like how Sheamus is showing a little more personality in the ring. I really do, uh, as opposed to just being angry man. Uh, I, I like it. And, I mean, the right man won. Moving forward, we're getting AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan next week. I'm very excited for that. This is how you cap off this tournament. I'm very excited for that. Our final super chat is, Warren, you messed up the stream to just get out of your Braun Strowman impersonation. <laughs> Well, well. Um, how about this? Why don't you come over to my uh, – subscribe to my YouTube channel on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren <laughs> There, that's not so bad. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I do a live show every Thursday night where you can get these results of the week. That's oh, terrible. No. And <laughs> no. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mr. You're the guy who made the short joke tonight, Sean. Oh. You're the guy who made the short joke. Damn, guys. Damn, man. That was rough. Also, as we saw Jeff Hardy. He attacked uh, – Seamus. Yeah, I'm just so disappointed in you right now. Guys, I had a few appearances this week. I hope you guys check them out. Uh, I was on Randy Cruz's Cruise Control podcast. I was on Matt Men Radio with Andrew Zarian. And uh, th- there will be more details, but Sunday, tentatively, I'm supposed to join uh, the Sheenom on Twitch. So uh, I, th- I believe it's going to be a charity stream, but I'm supposed to join her on Twitch. Uh, Hopefully you guys can check that out too for a very good cause because I'll be scaling back a lot of my outside appearances in the coming weeks because we're going to start that process of integrating Fightful Select over to Fightful.com. That way you will be able to go there. And let me tell you, if you like what we do on Patreon, you're going to love what we do when we we switch it over. Uh, Just to give you guys a little update, you never hear me mention Patreon because I knew straight out of the gate, eventually we were going to move this to Fightful.com. The URL will always be the same. It'll be FightfulSelect.com. 
but we're going to have so much more stuff that we're able to give you when it's on our site than on Patreon. It'll be one price point. There'll be more stuff than ever, and I can't wait. Jimmy keeps talking to me about it, and I keep getting excited. And I want we want your input, too. We want to know what you guys want out of this. But... That's about it. Leave a thumbs up, guys. Tell the world about us. We went an hour 10 tonight, Warren. Jesus, we are the 07 Shawn Michaels versus John Cena on Raw of SmackDown reviews. We pulled 70 minutes out of it, and this was take two. Mm-hmm. And this was take two. Damn. Respect, check out, respect the workhorses. Check out Warren's show. It's a good one. I encourage it. I enjoy it. So until next time, guys, we're out. Actually, we have one more super chat. It says, let us all hail our first ever two-time Quizlemania champion, the Dong Lord. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.